0: Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore. Yes, hello and welcome to all our West Australian football fans to another edition of Around the Waffle. We are into Round 12 with three big games and those games that could shape up the final five. We are live from the Backchat Studios. You're either watching live on the Backchat YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Paul Persick with you and I'm joined today by the number one radio voice of the WAFL. He's on Sport FM every single weekend for the match of the round, Jacob Landsmere. JL, a big welcome to you. Paul, pleasure. Great to be with you and what a great season of Waffle we're seeing. It, it, It couldn't be a better season If you're a neutral
1: observer, maybe if you're a Perth fan, you'd be a little disappointed, but I think nearly every other club's had its moments this year, and even the Demons have had their moments, so it's a great season, and you're looking forward to being on the show today. And the standard of footy to you know to back that point up has been fantastic as well. I think the average margin of victory is about 24, 25 points right. if you take out West Coast, which mm-hmm. we can't. They're 0-10, and 10 and they're in a pretty difficult position, but... It's been a really good season. You turn up to the game and you think, I'm not sure how it's going to go today, which as a broadcaster, as a fan, is exactly what you want. And hopefully it continues that way right through
0: until September when we get a grand final back at Optus Stadium. Yeah, September 24th, the road is getting ever closer. Now, of course, this weekend, uh, JL, NADOC round. Of course, uh, we see the jumper designs from all the teams. In fact, it's over the next couple of weeks, NADOC round, and uh, we see the best Indigenous stars of the WAFL shine.
1: Well, there's so many. And you look at the clubs, the players that have been produced for AFL level, and it's great that we have the dream time at the gym game and we have the uh, the AFL Indigenous round, but Round round's a great celebration of Indigenous talent in Western Australian football. I think Southamantle and Claremont have probably been the leading clubs and they play next weekend in round 13, so I'm looking forward to that, but I love the designs. I, I love the the, the time and the effort and the energy that gets put into them by the clubs now and the people that, that design them that have an understanding of the Indigenous culture. And so it's an embraced fantastic. concept.
0: It's an embraced concept, you know, not only by the league, but also Rio Tinto, who have backed uh, this concept in. It's absolutely fantastic. Now, all games in round 12 are live free and in full on the AFL app. This is Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. Now, of course, one of the games that's taking place this weekend, Peel Thunder and South Fremantle on Saturday in Mandra. And he's in form over the last few weeks, and his side's looking to continue their winning ways and keep in touch with the top two from Peel Thunder, Benjamin Hancock. He's been good enough to join us on the show. Ben, hello, mate. Welcome to Around the Waffle.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Great pleasure to have you on the show, Ben. Uh, obviously, uh, coming up against a side like South Fremantle, they have had their problems this season. But when you come up against a side like the Bulldogs, you really expect a hard-fought game every minute.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, they towed us up at our Free Oval uh, earlier in the year, and we'll be looking to get um, one back against them this weekend. Um, we know coming up against them, they're, you know over the years, they've been a mature side and, and really looked to bully teams, and um, they did that twice earlier in the year. So we're looking to come out all guns blazing after the bye, um, and we look to continue our winning form.
1: How do you handle the buy, Ben? There's been a lot of talk about it across all levels of football in recent weeks. How do you how do you prepare for uh, for this weekend, knowing that the buy's been a bit of a factor for a few teams?
2: Yeah, it's, it's definitely has. Um, you look at the AFL and, and obviously the Whitewood teams coming off the buy tend to you know start off a bit slow, but um, we've looked to continue our contest work. Um, had a really good hit out Tuesday night, and um, I'm sure we'll have another good hit out tonight, and um, look forward to the contest on Saturday.
0: Ben, does it add to the challenge this season, as it has been over the last few years, with you know so many players coming in and out of the side uh, with the Fremantle Dockers, given the alignment? But does it also present a good opportunity for so many of the local uh, zone players to uh, have a shot at the big time?
2: Yeah, it does. Um, you know, we're never going to roll out the same twenty-two each week. It's, it's something we continually have to overcome, and I think we've done it pretty well this season so far. Um, you know, you look at our midfield, and I don't think we've had the same midfield group. Um, in back-to-back weeks at all this year. So um, it's a challenge in itself, but um, we look to thrive on it. Uh, obviously, it gives our younger players a really good opportunity to, to showcase their talent, and a lot of boys have done that so far this season. Ben, you
1: mentioned you went down to Amount earlier in the year. Your other two losses have been by very narrow margin, six points to Subie and two points to Claremont, but it's just uh, such an even season. Paul and I have been talking about it. Does it feel like that as a playing group, that it is so close and every week means so much?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just want to keep winning, I suppose. You know, you look at the, at the ladder at the moment and there's four or five teams, you know, either on even points or within a game of each other. So, um, you know, this, this next month for us is going to be really important. We've got a, a good four weeks before our next bye and, you know, if we can win three, maybe four of these games, it's really going to set us up for the back half of the year.
0: Some of your teammates have been in terrific form as well, the likes of uh, Blair Bell, Sam Sturd, who's been in and out of the Peel side to go to the Dockers, and Nathan Wilson too has uh, been a key as well. What's it like playing with them?
2: Yeah, it's been great. You know, we've, we've had a really good group of players who have been in good form throughout the year. Um, you know, Seb really starting to come to life over the last couple of weeks. He we had a really good game against Perth before the bye, and you know, a lot of players have really stood up when we needed them. Um, you know, we don't just rely on you know three or four players. It's really a whole whole 22 team effort that's going to keep continually getting us through these wins. Jacob Blight.
1: Now he's not an AFL listed player. He's uh, come to you from Claremont. He's been a great addition down back and really strengthen your back six along with a, an experienced guy like Joel Hamling.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's been great for us. Um, you know, he probably didn't get a chance at Claremont as, as much as he would have liked, but he's really blossomed with us so far. And, um, if he continues that form, it's going to take us a long way. And Even handling down back, it's, it's really good for us. You know, They're really solid and they take care of the key forwards um, that we come up against. So to have them down there, you know, um, our back line's pretty settled and, and really showing a good case of form.
0: Ben, big game for you and Peel Thunder against South Fremantle.
2: All the very best for Sunday. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Benjamin Hancock from the
0: Peel Thunder Football Club. Big game for him and his side against the Bulldogs on Saturday. He's putting together a fair career, Paul. Mm.
1: He's probably going to be the first player to reach 150 games in the club's history. We're talking a club that's existed for almost 30 years. So Mm. it's a remarkable achievement if and when he gets there. He's the games record holder. He took that from Rory O'Brien earlier in the year. He's played state football. He's a premiership player. I'd like to have asked him about his captaincy over the last two years. He's taken on the leadership and how his uh, his captaincy speeches go. Some people yeah. are very confident and assured and they can get in front of a group and talk, and others maybe a little bit more light-hearted and maybe get a couple of analogies wrong. I'd love <laughs> to just tap into that with Ben, maybe at another
0: time. I'll tell time. you what, You know, if you were in Ben Hancock's position as, as a club captain, what, what would be sort of your psyche? What would be your game plan, your message to the players, especially from a Peel Thunder point of view, who are you know grasping onto the top two? I think you said it there, that the, the team changes every week. So you, you're talking to
1: a different group and you've got players in different positions and... It's pretty challenging. I think we need to just appreciate what Peel has done this year. Mm. I mean, two of their losses have come by a kick or less and they had one off day against Southamandles. So they're a premiership contender for me, not just because of the Dockers that they have through the alignment, but through the local talent. You mentioned Blair Bell, uh, Jacob Blight's been a great addition, Riley Smith in the ruck. Uh, they've got enough talent uh, without the Fremantle guys there to really contend,
0: I think, and I'm looking forward to seeing how their season goes. Now, just before we get to our uh, game previews on today's show, of course, we see a lot of the young kids that uh, go uh, to the WAFL games for free, right? Yes. Now, but for AFL, for our WA fans of uh, West Coast Eagles and Fremantle Dockers, AFL rounds 16 to 19, all kids aged 14 and under will have free entry. Thousands of young football fans across the state will have an opportunity to attend AFL matches for free during rounds 16 to 19 of the 2023 2023. Toyota AFL Premiership season with the return of the AFL's Kids Go Free month from the 29th of June to the 23rd of July. Unleash the ultimate family fun with AFL's Kids Go Free young fan base really getting behind the WAFL and the AFL as well. It's great for footy in WA. Where was that 10 years ago,
1: Paul? When we were a little bit youngster and could have gone to the football <laughs> free of charge. Fantastic initiative and great for everybody who loves the, loves the footy on the weekends. And it's a little bit cold and yes, school holidays are around at the
0: moment, but yeah, encourage people to get to the footy at all levels. Absolutely. This is Around the Waffle, Paul Persick and Jacob Lansmere, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. All right, let's get to the games, JL. Three games as part of Round 12, all of them on Saturday. First off, Peel Thunder and South Firmandle at Lane Group Stadium. As uh, Ben mentioned, South Firmandle touched them up uh, earlier in the season to the tune of some seven goals, but this is a different ball game. Peel looking to claw on to second place. And I think they'll get the win. I think South Firmandle are going through the motions. I think we all recognise
1: that the eight-point premiership penalty before the season started was crucial, made it very difficult before they'd kick the ball in anger to play finals. Oh, and yeah. They haven't had any consistency. They haven't won con- uh, consecutive games all year. They lost their most recent game to East Perth before their bye. Peel defensively very good. I wouldn't be surprised if a ten-goal game wins it for Peel. I think it'll be a low-scoring scrap, even in good conditions, yeah. and I think the Peel will be too good.
0: Yeah, Jacob Blye, he really holds the key down back. You mentioned he's uh, had a terrific season uh, inside defensive fifty for Peel, and that's what will really get the job done because South Fremantle's forward line. It hasn't really connected, especially when you look at how many mature-aged Premiership players that they've lost. Well, you think they lost Hayden Schloith from a midfield point
1: of view, but Mason Shaw is a forward, a mm. huge loss. Uh, a Bernie Nailer medalist, a Premiership player, and a key focal point in attack. And they didn't have him for much of last year either with injury, but no Mason Shaw. They've rotated a few young guys. Duck Betchenden got an opportunity in their last game. Uh, Nathan Spooner's played there as well So they'll continue to rotate Todd Curley's a good coach mm-hmm. I think they'll they'll still compete They're going to be in every game that they play yeah. uh, I just don't think that they can beat Peel here On their home
0: patch Yeah, you've gone with Peel I've gone with Peel as well By about five goals It should be a very good game though In what is going to be Decent conditions over there At uh, Lane Group Stadium Now, this is the one you're at You'll be uh, calling for Sport FM Top spot is on the line Clermont Subiaco at Revo Fitness Stadium Western Suburbs Rivalry reignites Oh yeah
1: it's, uh, <laughs> well I mean, what, Subiaco or Claremont? Where's the better place to live?
0: Oh, I can't. I can't really. I can't really. Dispute you're you're that. more northern, suburbs. Yeah, I'm more north of the river, I'm south.
1: So I hear a lot about Claremont <laughs> and Subiaco and the rivalry, but. You see it on the field, don't you? I mean, there's a lot of spite when these two teams meet. There's a few spot fires. I remember a game a few years ago, Lee Kitchen got reported and Kane Mitchell was in the wars as well. So I think this will be a really good game. This could
0: be a grand final preview. Yeah, that's a good point you make because both teams are well entrenched in the top two. They've been in great form. Both have got stacked midfield, forward and uh, and back lines as well. So we could see, dare I say, a real shootout. Who plays on Ben Sokol? Tough one. I'm going to have to say Tia Miles. That's a bold one. That's he can a play one. a little bit in midfield. But the way he effectively disposes the ball across half-back, but also how quick he is on his feet as well, I reckon he could take Ben Sokol off his game. Be a tough matchup if he gets it. Uh, no Declan
1: Hardesty. He's out with injury at the That's moment, right. and he's a key defender. So Claremont, probably the one area they lack is a tall defender. Uh, and I think Subi's tall forward line with Borshit and Sokol and Mayo... Can probably expose Claremont. I think Claremont will just win. I'm really looking forward to the ruck battle. Oh, it's going to be good. Ollie Eastland and Zach Clark, <laughs> Zach Clark an experienced AFL ruckman Ollie Eastland, the form ruckman of the competition, along with Zach. Those two could be in the top 10 of the Sandover. Imagine Possibly. saying that at the start of the year, you'd have two Ruckman in the conversation for the Sandover medal. But Ollie Easton playing great footy, and uh, so is Zach
0: Clark. So that'll be a great matchup. Yeah, that, that one I reckon will decide it. It's, it's going to be all down to who does more around the ball and who backs each other up to the ball from the centre deep into attack. Tough one to, for, for me to pick, I'll say. You've gone with Claremont, but just I'm going the other way. I'm going to say Subiaco. I wouldn't be surprised if Subi won. Uh, what's been great to see this year, maybe not for everybody else. Let's be honest,
1: yeah. Subiaco have been up for a long time. Nearly every other club would happily see Subi down near the bottom. They missed the finals last year. They're now back almost top of the ladder. Bo Wardman's done a great job with this group. Young guys have come through. Galen Savini and Jackson McGowan out of the reserves. Raleigh Morgan's become a league footballer. It's been a remarkable season for them. I don't think anyone had them contending for the premiership, maybe making the top five. But they're every bit a premiership contender. So if they win, I won't be surprised. And
0: like you said, Bo Wardman, he's been fantastic. He's gotten a lot more out of the players of this year than last year. Obviously, it was a difficult year for the Lions, missing the five by about a win or two. But uh, Subiaco, they'll get it done, but just against Clemont. It'll be a ripper game. And then the final game on Saturday at 2.10, east from Andal and the West Coast Eagles at the WACA ground. This is a, this is a nice little unique stat for you. Uh, not like since 2000 stats. that any West Coast Eagles team, AFL or Waffle had played on the whacker. Well, there you go. I like that stat. I think they'll struggle, West Coast. I don't think it'll be a happy return to the wacker ground. I
1: don't think so, no. Unfortunately, what is interesting is that West Coast is one team that has uh, troubled East Mantle and, mm. and West Coast's biggest win yeah. has come against East Sermantle. And on that Dave, Paul, guess how many AFL-listed players they had the Eagles when there they was, played East
0: Oh, I can imagine there wasn't that many. There was 21. 21?
1: Eagles when they beat East Sermantle back in 2019 Our by 79 points. Times have changed. they so are only going to have a couple of uh, West Coast Eagle AFL-listed players. The WAC is known for its cricket. We could see a cricket score.
0: I reckon so. Maybe another 200.
1: Uh, that wouldn't be good for the competition. <laughs> we've seen one in the Waffle. We've seen one in the AFL. I hope it doesn't get to that. I hope East amount will win from a slightly biased point of view as an East fan. But
0: uh, hopefully it's a better game than maybe yeah. we anticipate. Well, it's going to be in good conditions as well. And, and there is a, one thing I'm looking forward to as far as West Coast are concerned. I mean, the form of Zane Shrew. I mean, he's seen plenty of the football. He's been one of their only real highlights for the Eagles. And he was also in their team of the week for, uh, for Round 11. He's a good player. Mm. And I think we all wonder why he hasn't played more AFL He's been on
1: their list for a couple of years. There was a lot of talk when he was drafted about the kind of player he could become, and his numbers in the waffle are very good, but clearly the AFL uh, coaches have a reason why they're not picking him. Josh Brown, who's not on their AFL list, he's got a lot of the ball this year. Josh Burke, mm. and to kick goals in a team that's struggling, and he's done it consistently for he two years, yeah. Josh Burke. He's been one good story. At least around one or two goals a game. Yep, uh, ex-Perth, so one that's gone across and comes from the uh, Kenwick team. Uh, footy club, yep. so he's one to maybe keep an eye on Josh Burke. He's one shining light in a very difficult year for the Eagles.
0: As far as East Fremantle is concerned, obviously I reckon I'd love to see Milan Murdoch get back into form. Obviously he had to miss because of concussion. Um, also uh, the likes of uh, Maguire and also uh, both the Marshes, they've got to have a big lift as well. Luke English, he's been a bit quiet over a week or two. Those ones that are needing to get a big lift and they certainly will on uh, on Saturday.
1: I think they will. Uh, Milan Murdoch missed the last game with concussion yep. before the, the bye and he got injured very early the week before. So essentially he's missed two games. But a little birdie tells me, one for those who watch the Waffle Games on the weekend, encourage you to do that through the AFL app. He's dyed his hair a strawberry blonde, I believe. You have got to be kidding Milan me. Murdoch. So look out for that on the weekend. Don't know if he's lost a bed or what, but he's, he's dyed his hair a, oh, no. a, a darker blonde. Oh, my
0: God. He's gone the Mark Jackson. Number
1: one, Milan Murdoch. He's only about five foot six. They call him Buddha. Yep. And uh, he's got an interesting hairstyle. He's, so look out for that.
0: He's gone the Mark Jackson, the Jacko hair colour.
1: Probably not quite the same character as Mark Wacko Jackson, but he's certainly a very good player.
0: You wouldn't dye your hair uh, strawberry blonde well, on the football field. Yeah, I'm not dyeing my hair any colour. I'm just happy to have it at my age. <laughs> Thank him. God. Just Thank happy to God. have it at my age. That makes two of us. East from Adel for uh, for the both of us on Saturday at the WACA ground. Hopefully a big percentage boost for the Sharks to uh, keep them in touch with that top three. Now, speaking of East from Adel, Jacob, uh, in a couple of weeks' time... Geraldton plays host to the Waffle's second regional game of the season, the JK Foundation Cup, East from Andal and Peel Thunder. What a day. That's going to be over there. It's going to be a beauty. And uh, looking forward to heading up to broadcast that, actually,
1: for radio. So... It's going to be a great occasion. Hopefully the weather gods play along on the day. But Geraldton's been such a rich breeding zone oh, for yeah. the East Mantle Football Club with all the players. And Josh Kennedy's one who hails in that part of the world. Jamie Cripps, uh, Paul Hazelby from a Fremantle point of view, the late Chris Mainwaring. You could, you could probably devote a whole podcast to the amount mm-hmm. of players who've come out of that part of Western Australia. So well done to East Mantle for taking a game to Geraldton. They've seen a few miles this year because they played Claremont up in
0: Broome. I'm looking forward to this game. It's but, Peel Thunder. Yeah, they've been pioneers recently of the of the regional games since uh, they returned. They went to Northampton uh, last year, and like you said, also uh, played in Broome and, uh, and got the points there. So they're two and zero in regional games. They are. Maybe that's a nice little omen for a couple <laughs> of weeks' time.
1: But don't Andrew Lockyer, who's done a lot of the heavy lifting, he is too from that region, a former West Coast Eagle. His son Jordan's a premiership player at Suby and he's the one who sort of organised it all and and made sure it's come together. And what on Peel for agreeing to play the game up there? They've got a lot of AFL listed players. I believe they're going to play in the game as well. Well, so, well done uh, to Peel and to East Fremantle for taking this game to the region.
0: Absolutely. It's going to be big round 14 uh, at the start of July. East Fremantle and Peel Thunder over there in Geraldton. That's all the time we have for today's edition of Around the Waffle. Jacob, really appreciate your time. Thanks so much and uh, all the best with the call on uh, Saturday at Revo. Went like a dream, Paul. Absolutely <laughs> loved it and well done on the great work you are doing. And. Uh... Look forward to tuning in. Thanks, mate. And uh, we thank you, our viewers and our listeners, for tuning in to today's episode. We've got socials in operation. Give us a big thumbs up on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We really do appreciate it. And you can also watch every episode on the Backchat YouTube channel or listen on wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to your company on Tuesday to review Round 12. So long, everybody. Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast creator network. You can find the show's social
2: channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.